Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs Post Game Show Podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Quest completed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and I use the term loosely, we celebrate tonight as the Cubs have avoided a 100-loss season. The quest for 63 is complete. We are back, baby. Let's there it go. Is. We all, Let's go. We all wore CHGO swag for the big oh, night. Man. We broke out the champagne tonight. We celebrate around the city of Chicago and beyond to Iowa, yes. past Iowa. We yes. go to the West Coast. We go to England where Rachel will wake up and realize her team has won 63 <laughs> yes. and avoided man. 100. Loss. Season. And it's all thanks to the David Bodie game of 2022. And Adrian Sampson. And Adrian Shout Sampson. Out. When wow. I look back on Adrian Sampson's era with the Cubs, I'll be like, he was the reason the Cubs won 63 games in 2022. We did it, Jack. <laughs> we did it. We're back, baby. Jack Brown. Huh? Jack's there. He, how, how are, this is the question we should start with. How are you going to remember where you were and what you did <laughs> when 63 where, was reached? Where were you when the Cubs avoided 100 losses? I was trying to figure out. And why weren't you in the chat if you're not here right now? <laughs> yeah, live? seriously. Why aren't you in the chat if you are here? If you, if you, if you are going to look back. When the Cubs won 63 games, I was busy trying to help Luke download one song <laughs> from iTunes. On SoundCloud or whatever. <laughs> I did it. A lot of things were accomplished tonight. I downloaded one song on iTunes, which I didn't think was possible anymore. And I'd never heard of SoundCloud. But it took uh, Cubs Twitter to help me out and Ryan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I we're didn't all a know. big community, man. And we got That's it done. We're all about. And then we got it done on the baseball field. Down one to nothing. Cubs valiantly come back on the road. Um, we're going to talk about some other things other than specifically this game. Let's give it re- a real short mention, just the game, because I like some of our other topics for the podcast. Um, Samson was good again. Bodie was really good. And uh, I don't know how much more you need to say about the rest of it. They yeah. won 63. Alzali. Mean, Alzali is probably innings. the best note. Yes. Two innings, yes. No, what, what, do you have two? I thought it was two, yeah. Yeah, yeah two innings, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Hughes came in to close Esteban Kiros was good. Oh, man, when, when um, I don't know who it was that hit that double in the, in the ninth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We were, were freaking like, no, out, man. No, I was ready to be hurt out. again real, real quick. I was I mean, like, <laughs> you, because of the March of 63, him, because he's like, please, no extras. Please. <laughs> <laughs> That would have ruined the whole night. <laughs> it would have ruined the whole night. Regardless if they won the game. Yeah, if they 63 or not, if this went another hour, I was out. Uh, Jack said I was so he was excited I threw it in the important announcement Slack channel that the, that the Cubs have won 63 games. <laughs> yeah, Nick G makes an important point. He said David Bode game, question mark. What about Esteban Quiroz? Yeah, I know. I know. Great game from him, too. Really, we celebrate this as Cubs Nation, though. This shouldn't be given... To just one person, maybe who you got shouldn't go to just one person as we celebrate this as a franchise and a fandom around the world. Avoiding the 100 loss season, which we thought was very, very possible at one point during this season. Remember the show, Luke, where we read that random stat on Twitter where it was like since a certain date, the Cubs were like 50 and like 130 or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I do remember that. That's, that's at a time when we... When we were convinced the Cubs were going to lose 100 games this year. And, man, I'm so glad that it didn't happen. I, it's the last – like, I was I, – you know, I've, I've came to – I 
I've came to the the okayness that well, it's not okay that we're bit this bad, but You've I've accepted. I've it. accepted that the Cubs were bad, and all I wanted was to just not lose a hundred games. That's all I wanted because I do not deserve another hundred loss season. No one in the chat deserves another hundred loss season. We dealt with that in 2012. Mm-hmm. We did not. We we as Cubs fans do not deserve another hundred loss season, considering the market this team is in. And all the other stuff that I've complained about all season, we did not deserve 100 losses. So, at least the Cubs gave us this. At least they gave us this in 2022. And, and they did it with a lot of guys being hurt here down the stretch. Now, you could still win 14 straight wins here to finish the season, Ryan. <laughs> Add it on right to there. tonight's win, and you still have a shot at predicting yeah. the correct record for the season. That's still alive. The March to 77. The March to 77 <laughs> is the new March. Really, it's now the March to, to 70. Yeah. And then if they get there, it would be the March to 77. But, I, you know, one loss and you're done. Yeah. What I'm also looking at it as, like, if they can if they somehow avoid 90 losses, like, that wouldn't be too bad. I mean, that would be a good end of the season, right? Because they're at 82 right now. Am I right? No, 85 yeah, right so now. Yeah, so if they went, 85 like. 85 right now. So they'd have to go, what, 10, 10 and 4? 10 and 4, which. I'd be real impressed if they went 10 and 4. We got one more against the Marlins, four against the Pirates. I think the Phillies are at Wrigley next yeah, week. They didn't lose ninety. And then six be... against the Reds. That'd be impressive. So the March to seventy three. Way to end it. Impressive to end it. Seventy three is what you're hoping for. Then the March to seventy three. Ten get more to 73, wins. That'd be a good way to end. If you can somehow pull together, not lose ninety games after we just watch them. You know, we just watch them not avoid hundred tonight. Like if they can also avoid ninety losses, like that would be. That'd be a positive note to end the season. Scott on. says, yeah, 2014, 73 losses. We did do a little history. We went back to when is the last time it took them this long to avoid the 100-loss season? Yes, we did. And, and it's kind of crazy to look at, like, the good years. Like, 2016 was Fast. game 104. So the, today was the 148th game of the season. That's how long it took them to win game 63. You know, 2016 was 104. I think, uh, I think 15 was maybe like 111 or something like that. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, obviously, 2020 yeah. was the 60 games. That doesn't count. Um, 13, I think we had it at like 147. Like yeah, one, one game off. ahead one of schedule. Off. 2012, obviously they lost. Uh, they lost. They didn't even make 63 games because they didn't win. They they lost over 100 games. Um, so we're, we're not counting that one. But it's like how long the last time it took them. That they did win 63 games in a season. How long did it take them? Got to go back to 06. 06. So this said, is I, I think this said, is the we, longest since 06. I think we said have... 155. Game 155 that year is when they won their 63rd game of the year. So this team is better than 06. <laughs> but here's the lineup. So tell you know what for 06. Yeah, debate the okay, lineup for this game. We are going to compare later on a different lineup. Today's lineup to the same lineup from this date in 2012 when they lost 101. But this is 06, September 23rd, 2006. Okay. Game 155. Cubs win game. Cubs win their 63rd. Cubs yeah. Cubs win their 63rd game. Leading off Juan Pierre in center field. Number two Ryan Terrio at second base. Aramis Ramirez at third. Matt Merton in left field. Okay. Angel Pagan in right field. Sinking a little bit. John Mabry at first base. Who was old at the time. Henry Blanco at catcher. Always a Ooh, great he was Hank White. Four day, like, so four days after that, he'd have a walk-off single. Okay, on see, birthday. Hank White already elevates so that team. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Cedeno, shortstop. 
beloved by Cub fandom, uh-huh. Ronnie Cedeno. And then Carlos Zambrano started Big on the Z. mound. Relievers were uh, Scott Ayer, Bob Howery. And Buck- Ryan Dempster. Ryan Dempster, yeah. Yeah, that's a right. better team. Which is like. That is a better team than what the Cubs have right now. Which is nuts. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll check out uh, 2012. I did want to get to one of the hot topics around Chicago, and that is Justin Fields' comments in his press conference on Monday after the Bears lost to the Packers. Uh, Joey's going to set it up. The gist of it is that he's saying the players care about it and are hurt more by the loss than the fan base because they're putting all the time and effort into it. Do you, do you have it queued up uh, for us, Joey? I'm sure everyone's seen it. It's been pretty yeah, viral. Yeah, it's yesterday. been viral and, and all kinds of hate and slash support, depending on which side you're on for this. It hurts more in the locker room than the Bears fans. I mean, because at the end of the day, they're not putting in any work. I see the guys in the locker room every day. I see how much work they put in. So um, just coming out with a disappointing loss like this, it hurts. It hurts more. He did okay. I I understand what's been said out there. I'm going to present it this way. My my feeling is that doesn't bother me at all. I don't think he worded it as well as he probably wanted to. Uh, but of course, the you want the players to think they care more than the fans. Like if if you don't, then he's not involved in what he's doing. Like so, mm-hmm. that's what you want to hear. People got all upset. Like, there are people that are so angry on Twitter and sports radio. I present this to you. If this were a Cubs player, say it was Nico Horner saying at the end of this season, say they lost 100 games, and Nico was like, you know what? It hurts us more than it hurts Cubs fans. We put in the time. They didn't put in the time. Would it bother you if a Cubs player said the same exact thing after a tough, tough loss? I'm going to let Cody take this one. I mean, I don't want to say that the Bears are different from the Cubs. I, I think we – I don't think we would have been as angry. I don't think we would be, considering the expectations for this team. But the Bears are number one in the city. Well, no I mean, what. the Bears didn't have great expectations either. But we're coming no. in after that one that that win over Just the 49ers. Just because we got talked into That's it. That's you. Like if you got, if you had thought the Bears had any chance of really beating the Packers last week, then that's on you. On I didn't. Sunday. I didn't. I'm just saying. I thought not, they might cover. I'm just but saying. I that. didn't I think they were going to win. Too, but and again, like, Jack is saying don't bring the fans into it. I generally agree with that, but I believe the way the question was phrased, it was already sort of included in that. Yeah. Like the fan base is upset. And he was sort yeah. of led into that a little bit. So, oh, let me finish. What I was yeah, go ahead. All I was sa- get, trying to say is that do I think Cubs fans would have gotten mad about it? I think some would have if it would if it would have been a Nico Horner or whoever. I think there would have been some people upset because I think no matter what, anytime you involve the fans in a quote or something like that, you're always going to have backlash. Yeah. I think this is just a learning moment for Justin Fields. Honestly, I think anyone overreacting to it and like already like claiming that they're done with him and that he doesn't know anything and blah, 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 and he sucks. And it's like, I think you're a moron if you're that far. But part of me doesn't blame some fa- like blame those fans, like the, the level-headed fans at least, that, that they might be a little irked by it. But at the same time, I also think that it's really not that big of a deal. 
It's not. I think if you've ever no, played, if you've ever played in like 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 just competitive sports in general, like yeah, those guys are putting the work every single day. They're trying. Like we could we could sit here on the Bears podcast, this podcast, whatever whatever team you want to talk about, and complain about oh this guy sucks and this guy's you know not playing well and like he like we could sit here and and tell you whatever but that that doesn't that doesn't mean that whoever we're talking about isn't trying to fix the problem that that he has like all those years where you know Kyle Schwarber here that's here's a there's an example Kyle Schwarber when he was with the Cubs yeah he went through ups and downs he was a streaky guy it felt like and so many people were out on him and this and that and like what my point is is through that through that time I felt like I gave him the benefit of the doubt because he was a winning player, and he, when he would go through those slumps, I I knew he was working hard to try and fix it because in 16, the guy worked so hard to just to be able to play in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Like, the guy showed that he was a hard worker early in his career. So a lot of people, a lot of fans, like the meatball takes when it comes to, like, the the when fans will say that players, they don't care as much as, as, as the player or that the fan – that that the fans care more than the players. Like, I just don't think that's – that you can't that's factually say that. Yeah, that's not true. I mean, there may be individual players that just are there for a paycheck and, like, especially players that have no connection to a city or no connection no. to a team. They're kind of a mercenary. They bounce around. Okay, maybe you have an argument there. Well, I you're just, talking about QB1. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm Justin saying. It's QB1, Fields. like, drafted by the Bears. Like, it's like – and even, like, even if it wasn't him – it's just I, I look at it and I'm like – and this is for any Bears player, Cubs player, White Sox player, Bulls player, Sky, Fire, like whoever it is. Players, it's their livelihood. It's their career. They care more about the game itself. They should care more about the game itself than the average fan. And if the average fan is so into this, into a game that they're not even really a part of, like they're watching it, and I get it, I root for teams too. And, you know, the Bears game yesterday pissed me off because I hate the Packers. Okay, but am I do? Did I really care more about it today than like a Bears player still steaming over getting beaten by the Rock Travels? No, you didn't. But there are some people that do. There, but that's here's. Not, I'm okay with them caring as much as you. You just don't make the comparison because, and and I have no problem with what he said. No, I don't. But I understand that there are fans that are dumping in thousands and thousands of dollars to supporting this team to going to the games on the flip side the players are getting paid money to be disappointed right so like yeah. some people are putting you know that's their fault but like they're putting everything they have to go watch these games and they are as emotionally invested as a guy potentially because we've I seen guess. some players just loaf it I don't have a problem with what he said I want him to think he cares about it more than anybody out there he just didn't phrase it right. And if a Cubs player said it, no, I didn't. believe, see, like Sean is saying, the problem for him is if he has a bad first half, then he gets booed off the field going into the locker room. Now, I think that would be a horrible idea. Yeah, They I, told you they're rebuilding. Yeah, I, I don't. They've told you you're and, rebuilding. Why did we think they were going to beat the Packers? And the same goes for the Cubs. Why, boo the, why would you boo the Cubs off the field this year when you know everything the front office did yeah. is telling you, uh, we're rebuilding. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, well, I guess as it goes for Justin Fields, if he has a bad first half and Bears fans boo into the locker room, that's a horrible look for Bears fans, for the fan base. Why would you boo Justin Fields? I'm sorry, but just because of comments that he made, 
And he like, 100% worded it in, like just horribly. Like he should, he definitely should have, could have said it in a better way. But to boo him off the field if he has a bad first half, that's a horrible take. Well, that's it's a, a bad, look. it's a bad idea if you're trying to get him to be better too. It's a horrible, most look. likely, and yeah. and and it. Again, it kind of goes for every. The player any, does any. matter a little bit, though, right? Like, yeah, if Nico were to say it, it would have less sting than if a young guy that just came in, let's say Morell or somebody said it, like, or one of the young pitchers. What if Wesneski said it after the first time he pitched? Like, maybe that wouldn't sit with you as well as a guy who's played hard all season and has done well. I do think. Just as people got on, are getting on Justin Fields, irrationally in my mind, I do believe there would be a huge part of the fan base, Cubs fans would be pulling the same thing, saying, we waited 108 years, don't tell me you, lo- you care about this more than we do. Yeah. I, I guarantee that you that group the, would be out there, and I would disagree with it, but... Yeah, I think, that's, I think that'd just be a lot of the older generations, personally. Sorry, Luke. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be that guy, so I'm not worried about it, yeah. but... No, I, I wasn't even saying you. I'm just saying I think older generations would would just jump to that 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 right because of the longer right. years of suffering. Yes, yes. Again, I just think that I think that Justin Fields was getting backlash because he's a quarterback, and yeah. you know the history of quarterbacks in this city. I mean, the only team that's worse, you can say, is probably the the Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's a, it's bad, folks. So the like, Lions. yeah, there's a lot of freaking Lions are bad. The Lions, yeah, true. So at the least Lions. that Stafford, like, they just couldn't win with them because they didn't know how to build a team around. Them. I'm just, like, as as far as like an actual yeah. good quarterback, you yeah. can go f- ride with for a decade. Like, I mean, Jay Cutler was so like controversial in the city. Uh, what if people were either supporting of him or not? So like. I think a lot of that has to just be with the fact that it's the Bears and that it's, you know, the quarterback and yeah. they're coming off a loss to the Packers. And, like, yeah, if you're a normal person, you didn't expect the Bears to win that game, but you got embarrassed on primetime once again. So everyone's going to overreact and forget about the fact that they are 1-1 one and one and now they get to play the Texans next week. So, you know, it's not all bad. And it's only week two, you know. I, but that's how Bears fans work. I mean, that's how that's how Chicago sports fans work, man. Like we overreact yeah. to everything. Yeah, every yeah, team, yeah, yeah. every fan in this amount of times I saw on this podcast and overreacted to one guy who who's done well this season and, and is now struggling now, and now I'm like trying to decide if I'm in or in or out on him. You know, like that. I'm a I'm a great example of 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 Chicago sports fans. I think like I I am I am so. In and out on the Bears, I I, the, I try to be as optimistic as I can about the Cubs because they're the only team in the city that's won recently outside the sky. Like, there there is the, we we all just this fan base of in the city is that's just how they are, how we are. Like people, yeah. people aren't patient. So, whatever, man. I I think again, I think if you're you're if if a Cubs player were to do that, I. If they were like a Justin Fields where they're trying to still make their way in the league and, and all that, like, no matter what, I think you're going to get some backlash from some people. Yeah. But I, I just don't think it's as deserving. I think he can solve it by coming out and explaining himself. I think he can solve it. He comes out and throws four touchdowns well, against the Texans too. on Sunday. That too. People that too, will yeah. forget it completely if Justin Fields just goes out there and performs. 
Uh, Michael Collada, if a Cubs if a Cubs player said that after a heartbreaking loss, how would you feel about it? That's someone in the chat that I'm curious because he says he's the prototypical Cub fan. I think a lot of people feel like they're the prototypical Cub fan. But Michael kind of sways to the negative side, so I'm curious mm-hmm. if he would be upset if a it honestly just Cubs depends fan, on the player. Like you wanna, I, I agree with you, that. Okay, agree. And Justin Fields, just really quick, he's the last guy that you should criticize for saying he doesn't care because he's said the right thing. He's shown his work ethic every step of the way. Like there's young players where you might look at it and say, I'm not sure if that guy's invested or not. If you have any idea what's going on with this team, don't question Fields' commitment to the team or to the city. Like, he wants to be good. Sorry, question Cody. that he's not polished as an as a yeah. NFL veteran. Question that he can't read questions. defenses. Question That's that like, he can't read defenses. Well, that too. That too. Yo, Joey, can we get this Jacob guy out of the chat? Thanks. He's also, he's also misspelling whatever word he's trying to yeah. put uh, in there. What I was going to say was based off Michael Claus' question, right? He asked if it would have been after a heartbreaking loss. Like to the Cardinals or something. I will use the golden era, for example. that Because those players all have something. We, we all have a place in our hearts to them, right? So if it's like 2018, 2019, when things were so up and down and like everyone's questioning the, who's going to be here, all this stuff. If, uh, you know, if Chris Bryant would have said something like that, I, I wouldn't have over, I wouldn't have reacted the way that some fans reacted to Justin Fields. Now, if we're talking about like I don't know, like a what if they had Daniel lost, Descalso? What if, they had lost, if, if, what if they said that after they lost Game Seven? Oh man! If they had lost Game Seven and a Cubs player came out and said, "You know what? It doesn't hurt the fans as much as it hurts us." And I'm not saying that's exactly what Field said, but you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there would be some outrageously irrational Of course, irrational the situation reaction. matters. Oh, yeah. we're, again, we're talking about <laughs> this whole thing is sparked off a week two loss. Like, that's all, the whole reason this, this is like a topic, right? Like, it's a week two loss in the regular yeah. season. The season just started. You're one and one, all right? So, yeah, if someone were to say something close to that in a playoff game and if the Cubs had lost game seven and whoever said that, yeah, we all would have been pissed. <laughs> and right. I think we all would have rightfully been pissed then. But, like, again, we're coming off – the Bears are coming off a, a week two loss to the Packers, and they're, they were 10-point dogs. Like, I don't in know. In a season they know they <laughs> suck. Right. Sean, yeah, Sean says, not, what if Kimbrell had said something like that after blowing some saves I was in 19? Think, I was thinking about that against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Like right there at the end of the season, at the end of the season, like that. Wonder what that would have been like. It's context. Yeah. I take it as a young player, if a veteran player had come out and say it, and, and it really dug into the fans. Maybe I'm just not heated about you wanna, it. And you want to know, know what not. what makes what what like popular former Cubs player has said like something that a popular former Cubs player has said that still eats to me this day is when Moises Alou literally said that they knew they were going home. At, Going into Game uh-huh. Seven in two thousand three, right. yeah. that still sits with me. <laughs> it still bothers me. Now saying something like that and is being as popular as he was as a Cub, that's completely different. That's that's him basically saying that we're we're giving up, we're done. Like, and even if he did think it, why say it? Even if even though he said it like years ten later, years, yeah, later, years later, it's yeah. still it still bothers me. Still bothers me. I think that's and and that's what. That's what Luke said. Like context has everything to do. Game six of twenty of two thousand three in LCS is one of the worst days in Cubs fans' lives. Even after winning the World Series, like you could, you still think back to it and you still get angry about it and you still heartbroken over it. If that if that comment were made after that or after the 
quote unquote Bartman game, whatever you want to call it. 85, 95, 99% of Cubs fans would have been all over the player. Oh, sure. All yeah, over the place. Absolutely. So it is about context. Remember, this is a young quarterback who was asked a question. He didn't answer it correctly. And what he's saying isn't totally wrong. No. And, what and what he's saying wanted, is, is I care a lot. You know, yes, like basically we are say, more mad. I care mad. about it as much as anybody wouldn't, else. Like, let me ask you guys a question and to all the people in the chat. Wouldn't you be more upset yes. if they were like, hey, what? Yeah, nah, to be honest with you, I don't really give a fuck that we lost. You know, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just out here to make right. my money. What We'd be Alan way Robinson more mad. Said that last year? We'd be way more I, mad. I believe him, too. You guys, <laughs> at least, you guys care more than I do. This guy's at least saying, you know what? I'm <laughs> frustrated. He's 23 years old. You don't think that the frustration affects him? He wanted to win. He's right. won at every single level of his career. This guy's a perennial winner. Just like all of these guys that make the NFL or who play quarterback, he won at every single level. He's not used to this. Yeah. He's 23 years old. He's just as frustrated. And, and what he's saying is he's more frustrated than we are, which I totally get and agree with. And to, to go on top of that, he's been getting slandered by the national media since – Week one began. Mike Marks, you're still on my shit list. And Bart, uh, Bart Scott, you're on my shit list too. Mike Lombardi as well. My guy, the Catman, was on him pretty hard on on fields. Listen, we well, have no. I'm reason. not saying you can't be critical. And everybody, so. take it easy on Michael Collada. He's a member of the uh, CHGO family here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We like him, even we, though we, I don't really Occasionally, his with negativity brings us back down to earth. He's like yeah. the he's like the one that comes in and just kind of creates chaos. He's an agent yeah. of chaos. Yeah. It would have 100 percent been worse if he would have come out and said. You know what? The fans care about it more than we do, but we'll get it right. right. Then, then I would have had some issues with what he said. Instead, we celebrate 63 tonight. <laughs> 63, 63. Uh, Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, meat school sticks. lunches. All-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours with 16 grams of protein per stick. They make a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, flavors like jalapeno, cheddar, and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. Delicious because they are made with recipes that are generations in the making. Being all natural, they deliver a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. And you can always find them in your refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or any Chicagoland grocery store. Right now, when you order three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com, now no ass there, GreenRidgeFarm.com, and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. Don't forget, Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. <laughs> by the way, Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site, makes it easy, even easier to get to those games and score the best deals on tickets sports concerts and shows our white Sox chgo guys jumped on that tonight and got like six dollar tickets to go see guardians white Sox. they were literally gonna stay here they did this the pregame show they, they were, were here, here yeah. and then they had a rain delay they're like okay we're going to the game yeah. like, that quickly they're like yeah the seats are cheap there you go for a really big series which is kind of i mean this is a playoff series for them so <laughs> So if you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, Corey Friedman's at Smashing Pumpkins, but he missed the quest for 63 being completed. He absolutely did. 
It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you thought you never could buy. You find a deal this season. It won't be better than what you're finding, certainly on Cubs games. I guarantee that. Or Bears games created by the fans for the fans. Guaranteed lowest price. And if you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets from now on through the link in this description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Uh, so again, Cubs quest to 63. They have avoided a 100 loss season. Michael Collada says, like Tom Ricketts, the season has been a success. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the New York Times tomorrow will say Michael Collada claims it's been a success. <laughs> like how they do like movie Broadway reviews yeah. and stuff. I got this quote, or not this quote, this, this tweet from Tony Andraki over at Marquee. It's actually like, I kind of think about that. I'm like, huh, it makes me think about, it makes me think. Hold Adrian, on, I just want to spin the champagne bottle and make sure it's chilled for us. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Adrian, yeah, I got to have some before the show. Chills ends. it faster. Oh, man, that may be... May not be the best idea. <laughs> you know. I do have to ride the scooter. Yeah, you guys going to say you got a scooter home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Adrian Samson has started against Corbin Burns, Jacob DeGrom, and Pablo Lopez this season. Uh-huh. In those three starts, he has a 1.02 ERA, a 1.08 whip. Oh, yeah. And the Cubs won all three games. That's just kind of, I mean, it's. And his ERA, like the last six games, is really, really good. I mean, he's yeah. having a good season, really, like since he got. Put in the rotation. I mean, you know, the whole getting option and, and getting pissed off and, like, that whole story, it's great. But when he's come back, he comes back up and he backs it up. Like, he's having himself a good season. And I still, you know, I wrote about it this morning. Well, I, you know, published this morning, uh, just kind of looking at the 40 man and all, like, who's kind of the locks or who's close to it, who's on the bubble, that kind of stuff. Um, and I kind of – I had Samson over on the bubble, but I made a note, like, He's he's could be on the lock section, and having games like he did today can help him move closer to that lock section or group. But a lot of a lot of it might just have to do with what the Cubs do. Like it might not really be in his control at all. Right. I teet, I teeter back and forth, yeah. and every time he has a bad, a uh, good game, I should say, like this, I think, boy, they could do a lot worse. But then it's also about. The young guys and making sure the young guys get up and get developed. And it's like, well, he's not young, but he could help them win next year. Maybe more than some of the young guys. Right. And so he's 35, 36. He's 30, 31, but he's not 25. I think Javier Asad. I think if he's going to be a lock, I should say, if he's going to be on the 40 man roster, he's going to be one of the last names on that list. I think they're going to have to think good and hard about what they do with certain guys for the future because they don't want to risk losing them. I think that Samson would be a good replacement for Alec Mills. Oh, it'd be a great one right now is what right. you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. But it's different. Like Alec Mills was there when you weren't trying to save all these 40-man roster spots for guys to protect them. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's 100% about the 40-man roster more than it is about Samson and can he help them next season or the season after? Because I think the answer for that is yes. Yeah. It's about whether or not he's blocking the development of a young guy coming up mm-hmm. and whether or not he's cost, causing you to potentially lose one of those younger players that you haven't decided on yet because they become 
unprotected and get snatched up by another team. Yeah. It's tricky. It's tricky. And it's, and it's like it's like we always talk about. It's like how does, does this team really have a 40-man crunch considering they just won their 63rd game today? Uh, but it's there, and that's kind of just the reality of the situation. And, you know, guys like Ethan Roberts and, and Brad Wick and Cody Hoyer to all had Tommy John this year. All going to – I think Cody Hoyer – I think he t- he told me once, like June or July, he's hoping to be back on the mound. But Ethan Roberts and Brad Wick, that could be the entire year that they're out, right? And so right. you got to decide on what you're going to do to them or do with them. Are you going to carry them on the 40-man the entire offseason? Are you going to maneuver your way to keep them in the system and not on the 40-man? Like there's, there's a lot that's going to happen in the first few weeks after the season ends, after the World Series is over. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me. Because I just never really paid attention to it this much before. As far well, as like, if you're all choosing between Ethan Roberts and Samson, is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying just I'm saying overall. Oh right, yeah. Just the all the decisions that have to be made. Samson obviously is a bigger one. Yeah. And and more of a. It's more of a decision that has to be made. Like there's uh, there's guys that okay they're gonna get cut. Oh, these guys are gonna stay. Like Samson's right in the middle of that. Like he is very could go either way. Just depending on what they do during the offseason. I know November 18th is the day that they have to have like the 40 man roster set as far as like that's the deadline to protect guys from the Rule 5 draft. Yeah. So I mean, you got less than two months to kind of, till they come to that and, decision. And I'm really, saying. the Fall League is also a huge part yeah. of that too. Like that's their last chance to see those guys and be like, okay, we got to protect them. Right, like that's another part of trying to solve that puzzle. Really, the last piece of it is uh, the Rule Five Draft. Okay, so we were sitting here watching this game, laughing about the road to sixty-three, the quest for sixty-three. We got it. They're there. They won't lose a hundred games this season, and it got us to thinking. We were looking at the lineup. And we said, Man, "There's so many guys out. So many guys out. Like wisdom is out. You have." Uh, um, Wilson is out. You have uh, Madrigal out. You have Horner out. Uh, who else is out? Uh, Suzuki. S- Saya is out. There's five guys. And, I, and we looked at the lineup, and I said, let's go back to September 20th, 2012, when they lost over 100 games that season, the same date in 2012, just 10 years ago, and look at the two lineups and see which team would you take. The lineup from 2012 or the lineup from tonight? <laughs> and I can't believe we're doing this. Exercise. It is an exercise in <laughs> head smashing. Okay. So really quick, there is uh, the pitcher for tonight was obviously Adrian Sampson, but he, because of the rule change, doesn't show up because right. he didn't bat tonight. He didn't well, bat. I don't even, I'll be honest with you, I covered the 2012 Cubs a lot. And I do not remember Jason Birkin ever making a start. Yeah. Maybe that says something about my memory. Maybe it says something about the Jason Birkin era in Cubs history. Don't remember it. Um, it was just a half season. Right. Yeah. He, uh, I looked him up because we were talking about him on the couch. He <laughs> played three and a half years with the Orioles and then played the second half of 2012 with the Cubs and then never played Major League Baseball again. Tan says Hayward is out. Uh, All right, so let's look at this. If you had to pick a team, if you had to bet all of the money that is in your bank account, these these massive bank accounts that you guys, we all have, just 
money stashed coming out of our pockets or not. (laughs) (laughs) And you had to put it on one one of those teams, double or nothing, in a head-to-head matchup, which team would you put it on? Can you bring that those lineups back up? Bring Joey? it back up, Joey. We'll we'll read them out for the post, folks that are listening to the podcast later. Leading off in 2012, David DeJesus at second, Darwin Barney at first, Anthony Rizzo first season with the Cubs, All Star Brian Laharan left, Starlin Castro <laughs> at short, Luis Valbuena rest in peace at third, Wellington Castillo catching, Dave Sapelt, the longtime Iowa Cub in right, and Jason Birkin was pitching against the Reds that night. Tonight it was McKinstry, Kiros, Bodie, Hap, Rivas, Higgins, Young, Velasquez, and Hermosillo. Right. Uh, okay. Man. So I will say this that if Saya, Nico, and a few of those other guys that are hurt that I can't think of, but definitely because of Saya and Nico <laughs> is out, that I have to go with 2012. Uh, I agree. If you're just looking at these two lineups, yeah. 12 has to be better. David DeJesus was a good Major League Baseball player. Darwin, Darwin Barney, Barney had Gold a good Glove. run. Gold yeah. Glove. Rizzo definitely is a better number three hitter than Bodie. Brian <laughs> LaHare was also an all-star, but I'll take Ian Happ. Yeah. So Starling there, there's Castro one was for also, tonight's team. That was Starling Castro, beginning of Starling Castro's career. You're yeah, like, this Castro guy, I'm taking 100%. Yeah. This, at that time, this you're thinking Starling Castro was – in route for 3,000 hits, yeah. man. No, this is Rizzo's two- first season with the Cubs, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is 100%. I think Castro had 2010-2011 had the – was it 11 and 12? He had over 200 hits. Both yeah, years. it was like consecutive yeah. years he yeah. had 200 hits. Like, And the game was a little bit you, different. You could, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, right. Starling like, Castro can hit, by the way. Like, he I don't could, think that yeah. was ever. I always felt bad that he wasn't part of the championship team. Uh, um, there's no question, if you look at those two head-to-head lineups for the same date – 10 years ago, despite the fact that they lost 101 games, I would have to take that lineup over tonight's one that just won the magical game, number 63, the 63rd win of the 2022 season. Now, I agree with Cody. If you put the injured guys... Oh, and by the way, the, the the 2012 team... Had a pinch hit from Brett Jackson. And Alfonso Soriano. And Soriano. So if yeah. you consider that Soriano <laughs> was true. on that team, man, it's oh. absolutely 2019. So I think even if you add in the guys that are injured for this team, which are a lot, I mean, Saya Wilson, that adds a lot. Yeah. Like Wilson's yeah. better than Hank White. Love Hank White, but <laughs> Wilson's way better at catching. Yeah. But if you were to compare that team and remember that Soriano's on that team. It was Val. No, it was uh, Castillo, not Hank White. Oh, it was Wellington Castillo. Yeah. He, I mean, obviously, still, it's still Wilson. Yeah. yeah. And on this night, and he still had a good career. And on this night, ten years ago, Castillo hit a homer. Really? The more you know. Welly. Yeah. yeah. Rizzo had a double, and they faced the Reds and went up against Johnny Cueto. The more you know. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Jack R says if we were healthy, twenty twenty two would easily be better. I I I don't know. I, Soriano, Rizzo. Okay, but this what's what's just was a good this, lead this is also guy? Rizzo's first year in the yeah, big like leagues. let's take it by like how good those players were at that moment. And Rizzo wouldn't you make his at, first All Star team for another two Castro years. Castro was right. pretty good. Did Castro Barney, was probably the best Barney player was on good. that. Team. I don't think he wore, had won a Gold Glove yet. Maybe he did. He was I still think he did. good defensively. He was good defensively. He couldn't hit, but he was yeah. good defensively. De Jesus was a solid like. <laughs> so I don't know about the solid. Joey, can you bring those up one more time? 
Thanks, boss. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're welcome, boss. <laughs> Valbuena was better after the Cubs. Than Can you he was. say Nico he was is better? He was better the even with the Cubs after this year. After this year, after but I mean, year, it's yeah. like I think his best time came because Astros, right? Yeah, he was yeah. traded for Dexter Fowler. Yeah. Well, now I've never even seen the name Dave Sapelt. <laughs> Ever. Oh, yeah. A long, I yeah. mean, he was I'm not sure. I've I learned about Dave Sapelt. I've never he heard of that Iowa player. Forever. I've never heard of that player. Yeah. He was a, he was a AAA player. You're right. Brian yeah. LaHare actually had a good... A good yeah, uh, I think that like, was his all-star year. Yeah. All-star. But if um, you're taking... If you're going to put Soriano in, in, in place of LaHare... Yeah. Or in place of Sapelt... Ah... Uh, Ugh, it's tough. What well, would the lineup be? It would be like Nico short, Madrigal second base, what, Wisdom. Oh yeah, Madrigal. Darwin Barney two. over Third. Madrigal right now. Right now, I think you can say that. I mean, one shortstop Nico versus Starlin Castro. That's tough. Nico, well, Nico better defensively. Yeah. But again, at that time, Castro was getting two first base. First base. Nico, first year not. First base is not close. It's Rizzo. That's true. Center Whatever, field, I don't close. know. It doesn't it's matter to me. Left field, Soriano. I can't believe I'm, Soriano I'm arguing about I'd have to go half 2022 half over 2012 Soriano. Let's pull up the rotation. What was the half rotation power, that year? Right? It's close. Well, it's all-star versus not all-star. Yeah. Like, what was the I, rotation that year? <laughs> does, it beat, do uh, does it beat Samson, Steele, Thompson, oh, Miley, man. Smiley? Well, at least at the end of the season. Well, no, they didn't. Well, it's only Birkin yeah. versus Samson. <laughs> it's Birkin versus Samson. Um, Sapout versus Hermosillo. Anyways, it's a showdown. I thought yeah, it was funny yeah. to go back to like one of the worst teams you can remember, a team that lost 101 games, and you go back and you look at tonight's lineup and you're like, yeah. I don't know, they might have beat tonight's lineup, but this team was good enough to beat the Marlins and win 63, and they will not lose 100 games this season. By the way, the Angels eliminated from uh, the postseason ninth straight season, so uh, things could be worse. And uh, things could be available as in players could be available this offseason. Guys. Certain angels could be available. Certain angels. I was going to say, we, we've been visited by Zof Anonymous again. Oh, Zof Anonymous. Oh. Back. Uh, not divorced, right? I'm not, not divorced. <laughs> okay. Just, uh, just making sure Zof Anonymous knows. And I, I'm a little disappointed that on, for the 63rd one in the season – we can't find out how Robbie is celebrating live. Oh. Robbie, come up. Don't you wonder how he's celebrating right now? Yeah. He's, is he he's actually so aware? into his celebration, he does, he's not even. Is he, is he, he doesn't even know the show's going the on right now. Or did he bail out in like the fifth inning? Uh, <laughs> hey, Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams. Now get fitted in the best sports gear around. Foco has you covered from Soldier Field to the front room to North side, south side, hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Get decked out like tomorrow with apparel from the leader in sports, merch, and collectibles, Foco. Looking for the perfect gift for that football fan in your life? Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight the Lake Michigan breeze. Check out Foco.com. Click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. And Chi Town Custom Cornhole. You want to talk about having some swag when you're out at the first CHGO Bears tailgate coming up here on Sunday. Tickets still available at all chgo.com. 34 bucks, booze, beer, food, food DJ, 
in a tailgate spot. Hanging out with 10 minutes away from the Soldier Field. Hanging out with CHGO. Hanging out with CHGO. Going to be a good time. Uh, make sure you check that out. Anyways, you're going to also want to bring your Chi-Town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Their signature box-style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Complete cornhole boards coming with built-in drink holders, recessed in back LED lights that light up the hole. Exterior handles for easier carrying, handcrafted scorekeepers, veteran-owned and op- operated. They can ship it anywhere and offer local pickups, specializing in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, gifts for all occasions, especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. We've got some here yeah. that they made for us at CHGO. Joe, you going to bring it over? Careful now. Don't knock over the champagne. Yeah. <laughs> the most important ice. thing in this room right now is the Celebratory champagne. Celebratory champagne. There Look. You're going to have to hold it up. We can't yeah. see it. No, I'm going in the way. Get your workout in. Where's, Look at that where's custom. Jack so he can yell Look at that Joey. custom cornhole. Not a little bit. And then, I don't know if you're able to flip the light on. Can you flip the light on? Does that one have a battery in it? Look at that. You, can. you, you turn can't it just really a little bit. Really there tell. it is. You can you see how it's really lit up. Tell. It's white. There you go, yeah. At night, that would be incredible at a tailgate. Oh, yeah. Or in your backyard. Yeah. Listen, I mean... We hit almost 90 degrees today, and we're pushing October. Mm-hmm. The seasons are shifting. As a former weather guy, the seasons are shifting. <laughs> it's shifting one month each way. We're still going to have warm weather in October, and you're going to want to be out tailgating. Michael oh. Collada says, we had old toilets in 2012. Thank you for that uh, magical memory. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I searched the rotation. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Yeah. We had Jeff Samarja. Who was the best pitcher on the team that year? Uh, Travis Wood. Good. Good. Cubs legend, yes. Yeah. Paul Mahalam. Cubs I, legend. I remember yeah. the name. Chris Volstad. Uh-huh. I also remember that That was name. the guy from the Marlins. And then Ryan Dempster and Matt Garza, who I believe were traded and at the Dempster deadline that year. And then Dempster became a closer. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was like 10 years ago this season. No, Dempster already the, was a closer. Yeah, clo- Dempster, Dempster already he was, was a closer, closer yeah, first. Yeah, right. Like, that was – Dempster point, yeah. in 2012 at the deadline, I'm pretty he sure they started. traded Garza. Yeah, for Hendricks. Yeah, he traded Dem- Dempster was what got the Hendricks. Yeah. And then yeah. he went back. And Garza yeah, exactly. got, like, Carl Edwards Jr. and Justin Grimm, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Also, and Paul Mahalam got them something, too. I don't remember who. I, th- I want to say it was uh, Tommy Lastella. Maybe that – no, that, not, not, not Tommy Lastella. Um, Boy, I don't have that one. I don't know. Yeah. Here, I'll Chris, his name. what's the guy? Wait, Volstad? Volstad, yeah, he was a Marlins. I thought that was the guy that the, the Blackhawks just hired to be their announcer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's Chris Volsters. Volsters, he yeah. He was here. I, I, mean, I was being real serious. Close. Yeah, that's real close. <laughs> Volstad was a big, tall guy, and I believe he was a Marlins first-round pick, and they were always hoping he could kind of capture that magic with the Cubs. He was uh, like a, a reclamation project. He was. I, I found what they got for... For uh, Paul Mahalam. Mahalam. He was traded with Cubs legend Reed Johnson. Oh. And Cash. <laughs> Michael Collado. I like that. Reed Johnson a lot. Yeah. Uh, they were traded to the Braves for yep. Jay Chapman and Aroldis Vizcaino. Ah. And that's why Tommy Lestella came in my head because I'm pretty sure the Cubs eventually traded Vizcaino back to the Braves for Tommy Lestella. Brilliant. So the more you know, Worthless information, but uh, by the way, for the series finale, um, Corey and Brennan will have the recap for you tomorrow night. It's going to be Stroman against the Marlins. If you missed the beginning of the broadcast um, on Marquee, 
uh, Taylor McGregor had that Strowman is uh, moving up. Smiley's been pushed back because of a sore shoulder. Opie's Stiff okay. shoulder. Either way, they say they're not mm-hmm. too worried about it, but they just want to give him an extra day. So, Because yeah. what doesn't matter? Yeah, I would say that's true. Uh, David Snyder says we should also be mentioning that Hughes pitched clutch tonight. He did. He got out he of it. He got gave out up that leadoff double that was almost a homer. That game went to extras. You were going to see that champagne bottle smashed over my head. <laughs> I think he's been a real big positive. Of Cody, Cody <laughs> yeah. said it. Cody said it a couple times, but I think of all of the obvious positives, like Nico's had a great season. Saya looks really good at points. Uh, obviously, the two young starters. But Brandon Hughes has looked he's looked good. I mean, it's, it's year to year for these guys in the bullpen, yeah. but it's good for him at least. He's, uh, he's he was really an outfielder, been, guys. Yeah, he yeah. as not even four years ago he was an outfielder about to get cut from right the, from spring training. I think like he he's got he's, he's carving himself up a nice role at the back end of the bullpen next year, man. And he already, I mean, he's already kind of doing that now. Well, like, that's what I'm, yeah. I'm just, like, yeah. we won't, we're sitting here and we're like, we don't know what this team's going to look like next year. But like, you can look at Brandon Hughes in. and you're like, yep. he's in that back end for sure. He's, I don't think he's well, definitely he's not. Re- closer, he's replacing but. what you had in Efros sort of already, yeah. right? I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be even like, I know you, you look at like you want, you want your specific bullpen roles, you want your eighth inning setup man, your ninth inning closer. Like, that's how baseball's always been. Brandon Hughes could just be a guy that you need a you need a, a reliever to go in in a tough situation, or you need to get out. You like this is the moment you need to get somebody out. Pitching weapon, throw him in like that. That's that. This yeah. is this is what he's good. What he's showing high leverage guy. Do. High leverage yeah. guy. High leverage yeah. guy. Nick, he's high a good seventh guy, or eighth man. inning guy. But, like. but you know what? If Alzali's not a starter, even Joe Girardi was saying in the broadcast, you get him against a stretch of four righties, you feel real good about him coming in. And don't forget. That if Keegan Thompson goes back to the bullpen, he's a high, he's your high leverage guy too, and it might be for multiple innings you leave him in. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, gonna they're gonna have bullpen options because of the young arms they already have, and that's yeah. why they dealt four relievers, including at Frost. Yeah, and that's why we talked about you know with possibly bringing Drew Smiley back, which I think we all said makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like if the, that, yeah. like it's that's not a I don't I don't see it as a negative. Even though it might be taking away starts from other people, because he may be a guy that they throw in the bullpen, um, and he could be another. He could be your lefty Keegan Thompson, a lefty mm-hmm. go out there for a couple mm-hmm. innings and get some outs. Um, but there's going to be, you know, depending what the Cubs do this off season, um, obviously they're going to go out and, and look at some veteran arms, cheap veteran arms that can, you know, they can get and they can get something out of next year. But Brandon Hughes, Jeremiah Estrada has stuff. I think mm. you want to see it more Whoa. consistently do well yeah. with it. Just don't but walk, guys. But wow. He's got really good stuff. He just has to do be more consistent with it. Um, yeah, Keegan, if he's back in the bullpen, like that's Alzelay, Edward Alzelay. Is, I mean, they have – there's decent arms in that bullpen right now that you're not like, oh, let's see you in the offseason. Let's see how they completely revamp the bullpen like they've done the last couple of years because they may not have to do, like, a ton. Like, there, there might be – a couple of guys, maybe even three, maybe four guys that you're like when you get, when you finish the season now you're like, that's our bullpen and and yeah. and you might be good you might be good with it right so um, if the if the Cubs look at that and they see a Keegan Thompson or an Alzelay or a or a, you know Brand Hughes whatever as bullpen pieces next year like that's not a bad thing at all like that's that's a solid foundation for a bullpen. Sean says Hughes would be a nice setup man for Kimbrel next year. <laughs> Ryan uh, Michael Collada is asking. 
do we have any update on Ed, Howard. Ed Howard's rehab? I don't think there has been much. All yeah. I saw that was that Marquis dropped him to number 20 on their Cubs <laughs> yeah, prospects list, and I was like, well, that's tough. Right. Guy's hurt. Right. I would have to go back. I don't. I don't it, think we've. That's all much because of, of the new guys they brought in. Sure. It's, anyway, that's part of it, and yeah. he's lost another season. Yeah. I don't think we've gotten much of an update on Ed Howard in a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I don't think we're gonna get one until I, I had like I, a major surgery. I mean, I, yeah. I think the Cubs are expecting him to be, you know, to make the full recovery and be able to like be ready to go by spring training. But I mean, at, Perhaps. The, at, that, at that point, when it's a lot, when it's long-term injuries like that, guys aren't. Always, I mean, guys aren't around that are long-term injury in the major leagues. Guys aren't around that much, so you don't get too many updates on on guys like that. This is a guy in like single A, like high A, maybe. It's a hip mm-hmm. injury, <laughs> like, right? It's a hip yeah. injury, yeah. To a long-term injury to a guy in high A or whatever, wherever he was at this year. Like that's you're, you, the the updates on that are a little fewer and far between. Yeah. Um, no, we have not gotten. I, I have don't remember or recall getting much of an update as as far as like he's rehabbing. You know, we had the surgery. He's rehabbing. Yeah, he's a guy that plays it. with a lot of like athleticism as well. That's kind of a big part of his game. And just give, given the fact that we're celebrating right now, that Cubs just hitting <laughs> sixty three wins, I don't think they're going to be in any rush to bring him back. No. So I think it's just. Get healthy, and whatever we can get from you in the meantime is, Perhaps you know. we just get him on the podcast and ask him ourselves. Yeah, that'd be Ooh. great. Hopefully we'll have uh, a couple other prospects joining in the offseason. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Teaser. So, yeah. Teaser. Yeah, I don't, I, Wink. It, I will say this about Howard is that, it, you know, not only does it suck because of his pro- pro- progression through the minors, but, you know, it's just another infielder that they – have to wait on, you know. Yeah. I like, who, like, he was in South Bend this year, and he was starting to play well. Like, imagine if he would have had a great season, not necessarily PCA level, but, like, just had a great season, like, really bounced back from last year. And, like, you know, next thing you know, he's going double A next year, and you got a you, you got a Then you're potential, in the conversation. Yeah, then you're in the conversation of a potential, you know, second base up the middle guy with Nico Horner and – no, but I think that's just going to be pushed back a little bit, and that's unfortunate. Jack said uh, Judge just hit 60. Yeah, I was going to say. I just got the notification. Wow. wow. I want to see the replay of it. But, uh, Who are the Yankees playing? Pirates. Pirates? Oh, man, he's going to hit. He'll hit the next one tomorrow. Or, hell, he might hit another one Off tonight. Off Will Crow, who was dicing up the Cubs earlier Guys, this he, year. He, in could, April, yeah. he could hit 13 more. He could. 13 more in, what, 14 games? I saw it. It's, it's not – I saw a tweet that said that there, not there's, a li- there's a list of guys who did it. Sammy Sosa did it in 98 with the, with the amount of homers he would have to hit in a 14-day or 15-day stretch. Sammy I mean, Sosa it's, did it's it not a non-zero chance, of course, but it's just like, eh, very unlikely. I'd the give pressure it like a, will only get like higher. Half a percent yeah. point. But I'll cheer for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would. I'll cheer for it. His situation is a lot different from that fraudulent retirement tour down in St. Louis. <laughs> uh, Sean says, Shane Bieber, <laughs> opening day starter. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, man. Oh, I'd be okay with yeah. that. With Carter Hawkins, like Bieber, Bieber. Strowman, Steele. Yeah. That's with good. Carter Thompson, Hawkins as Hendricks, the GM, you know, like, he has those ties. Yeah. 
Like, maybe maybe the Cubs can work out. You know how the Guardians are, man. Like, they don't want to pay anyone. So, like, maybe you don't have to give up the biggest haul in the world for a guy like I that. Do wonder, but he still has two years of control. Yeah. So, you're going to be giving up a lot for a yeah, guy like I, that. I, I do wonder if they're, you know, it, assuming they win the division this year, if they're yeah. looking to offload their best pitcher. Right. I mean, they again, they haven't they're shown. Afraid. The only they're person not, they're that they're not afraid. Cleveland's not afraid. They do stuff like that because – they believe in their pipeline. Right. When did he win the side? The only guy ago? that they've ever paid, though, in recent history, though, is Please Ramirez. Play. He's the only one that they've paid. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, let, let Lindor Lind- go. They let Lindor go. They've traded off other pitchers. Like, yeah, sure, they might be able to get have the pitching year in and year out. I don't know. I mean, Bieber, he's a really good I mean, Bieber, Bieber's really good, man. And he's been healthy all year. Like, yeah. last year, was, was he pitched 16 games last year. And like there was like the whole, I think the whole first half of the season, basically, like he was like, yeah. hurt. Yeah, Sean twenty-eight said, starts already. This Sean year. suggests Morell and Thompson in a deal for Bieber. Uh, I'd do that if Bieber would be willing to ahead of the trade sign a longer-term deal well, for again, like two four more, years. He still has two more years of control, though. That's what I'm saying. Add add on an extension of like another two mm-hmm. years to that. Okay. Then I'd be like, okay, but for two years that you may or may not be competitive. I'd probably still do I it. I think the Cubs probably will be – if, if the Cubs are trying to make a trade for Shane Bieber, they're trying to be competitive. Yeah. No, he's – that would so, be – that would be – Well, those would be two uh, key guys to get, lose, right? That is but, two key guys, but yeah. But for, for Bieber, sure. I, for uh, number one, who would greatly change your rotation. I would I would easily yeah. make that. I mean, trade, we, we yeah. talk about with, like, like getting Rodon this offseason or DeGrom, however unlikely <laughs> I think that it's going to happen. Um, but Bieber's right up there with him. Yeah. He's not a free agent, so you'd obviously have to give up some stuff for him. Yeah. But he's he's a, f- a freaking good pitcher. The better route like, is spending Ricketts' one. money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the, the, the better Ricketts route is money. spending the Ricketts' yeah. money and cool. not giving up guys that you've just accumulated. But right. there, there <laughs> are guys that I would be willing to move some prospects for. I just won't move all of the prospects. Mm-hmm. And I'm not moving, you know. You know how I feel about that. Anyways. I'll, I'm sure Michael Collado will like that sentiment of spending the Ricketts Spending money. the Ricketts money, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we're good. So, Brendan and Corey will be here for tomorrow again. Congratulations to everybody out there. We're going to do who you got? Oh, oh you want to do who you got? Oh, yeah. Let's... I thought we were giving it to the fans, but if you yeah. want to steal it from the fans. I mean, that's okay. fine. All right. Who, I don't want to steal No, who you got? It should have been me. It should have been me. Yeah, I, God, I dropped it. the ball. Yeah, I'm just a fan. I don't even know who won, honestly. I know it wasn't my guy, McKinstry. <laughs> I was so caught up in the race to 63, I don't have a graphic. <laughs> who you got? Let's see what we have. I don't have a graphic. I was so caught up in the game. Who did you guys have? You had Samson. Six innings, one run. Eight hits, though. Eight hits. That means he, he stopped them. I mean, you're, you want to pull out every other stat to try and – well, my guy hit into two fielders' choices. And That's and you every other day. So how many I mean, runs did he give up? Eight hits, I'm just saying. Uh, Ryan how many won. runs did he give up? Ryan, Ryan won. won. I agree. I'm just trying to – just trying well, to, The guys uh, we picked, Ryan won. Make it I funnier. I picked Samson. Samson, right. I mean – Ryan gets a point. So the, just, just so you guys know, I was – I had Bodie on the tip of my tongue, everyone. No, you know I. And Ryan convinced I, me not to take him. Are you him. kidding me? I said, I said you can have Bodie, <laughs> I had, and you I said had no. Kuros, I, I had Kuros on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> I was I, one day I early told Joe, on my Bodie I said, you could t- you could, Are you going to take Bodie tonight? I said, no, I got Higgins. Because I took Bodie last night because I, I told you I had a premonition. Higgins had a double, didn't he? And he had two singles. Yeah. Oh, I said I had Higgins. Yeah. Oh, and we're just gonna we're just gonna award it to Ryan two singles mm-hmm. for Higgins. 
All right, you win. <laughs> he, does, he does play the toughest position on the field. All right, you win. What's I will up? give the YouTube chat a point as well. All right, cool. So YouTube chat has a point. That's Ryan right. now is 20. It's 24 uh, to 21 to 20. Uh-oh. Two, two, one and a half, one, one, and one. What, what does Kevin have? One, one and a half. half. Oh, man, the chat's catching up on Kevin. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. What, what, does, uh, what does Maverick have? One, which is added to mine, which puts me back in the race. 63. Congratulations to everybody. We can't play that music too often, so we won't. Please maybe don't, we should don't, on the way out, don't copyright maybe we should us. On, maybe we should on the Just way out. Just don't copyright like, us, YouTube. <laughs> again, I just for vibes. Like you win sixty three, yes. there should be some sort of vibe. Yeah. Okay. We, we <laughs> I know we've made the like we've been playing this joke all season. I'm just glad that it's over, man. Yep. They're I'm not going to lose. I'm really glad that it's hey, over. I mean, and, three months ago, like there was legitimate yeah. like. I straight up thought that like, with how bad it was going, I was like, you know. Kev, I asked Kevin and Jake, our, our our bosses, like, did you guys hire me to like put me through this like as <laughs> as like initiation into this company? Like, <laughs> like it, it was it like what did I do to deserve this? And tonight, it will all be avoided. It, it all paid off. By it the way, all paid off. Judge not he will not be here because the Yankees will never let a guy that's going to hit sixty five home runs and possibly win the triple crown walk away for any amount of money. How many more years did Maris play at the Yankees after he hit 61? Wow, that's not something I can tell you. Michael Collada might <laughs> Off know. Off my head. Okay, that's it. Thanks for watching the CHGO Post Game Show podcast. 63 wins for your Chicago Cubs. We will not lose 100. We'll see you next time. And don't forget, always fly the W. Joey, play us out. Maverick style. Those five more seasons, by the way. <laughs>